We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It's the Bar Winkler Show. Tim Shea's here to start. Tim, I'm on my bullshit again. Uh-oh. Uh, my trading card. Oh, fun. Started that again. Yeah, well, I was at Target, and I always like to check, like, what they have. And it's never anything good. It's always, like, it's always bad. But there's a new box of the 2023 tops, and I don't have any 2023 yet. So I thought, okay, well, I'll buy it. And it, it's 25 bucks, and there's seven packs. I didn't hit on anyone, but let me tell you the let me tell you the Brewers I got. Okay. We pulled an Ethan Small rookie. Ooh, okay, that could be worth something tomorrow. <laughs> we pulled Taylor Rogers. Is he still with us? I don't think so. He was in the hater trade. People forget. Right? Mm, maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great poll, though. It's a great poll. Um, well, yeah, I was looking, and I'll, I'll look at this at the end in a second, but McKelvey had his roster projections out, and I'm just so out of the loop when it comes to the Brewers at this point. We have a, we have a rule of five guy that might make the team. Is that who? Varlin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard good things about Gus Varlin. On yes. Monday. Yep. Adrian Hauser. Okay. He I know him. He'll be coming out of the pen. They're sending him to the bullpen, yep. Uh Aaron Ashby. Okay, he's hurt. Yep. And uh keeping in the trend of guys who probably won't make the team. The last pull I got was Keston Hira. Oh. And we touched on this a little bit on Monday's show, but I think that's the big, you know, the, the, the thing with the Brewers, let me just give you my overall view on the Brewers. It's, it's what it always is. This is a team that if three or four guys that they picked up have above average to career years, they're going to be good, but they need, they, they don't just like need Luke Voigt to make the team. They need him to make the team and hit 30 home runs. They need Brian Anderson to be uh, a stopgap at third. They need Luis Urias to crank bombs like he's doing in the World Baseball Classic. They need Tyler Naquin to, like, hit 20 home runs. So they need a bunch of guys to have career years, 
and then they might be a good team. Of course, the pitching rotation's good, and then we'll see what happens with the bullpen. But the Keston here thing, it's like he was their number one pick, I believe number nine or something, five years ago. Just has never really stuck, and he gets sent down and come up and have big moments. But the problem's always been, been the defense. And you thought, okay, well, then maybe he'll be the designated hitter. Well, they went out and got Jesse Winker, who I do like to have a decent year. Uh, not because we're six-sevens related or anything like that. Uh, but I, I I just – it seems like it's the end of the road, Timmy, for Keston. Yeah, my problem with – you said uh, Luke Voigt hit 30 home runs. That means we will, will have, I guess, a problem with Rowdy, right? I mean, well, then maybe uh, – I don't know. Like, make, it, make it 17. I don't know, Tim. I was, I was going to say 10. Okay. I, I don't I don't want to see him play every I don't want to see Luke Voigt play. I want to see him play maybe once a week, maybe. Rowdy deserves well, that first base first base position. So well, like where where do you think they're at in terms of is this a are they on the down? Are they on the are they coming up? Is this a reload? Are they are they good? Because there's still a lot of guys. So let me just throw the names at you that McKelvey's got on his latest um, roster projection. Catchers, William Contreras, Victor Caratini. All right. Uh, first base, Telez, and he does have Voight. He is here off the team. The rest of the infield, Urias, Adamas, and Brian Anderson. I think that's fine. Um, who got hurt in the outfield? Tyrone Taylor. So we're looking mm-hmm. at Yelich, Mitchell, and Naquin. And then uh, – you know, you've got your guys like Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer. Like, when when are, are we waiting for those guys to come up before we're really? But then by the time that those guys are up, Burns and Woodruff could be out the door. So it seems like I think I they're know. like steady. They're just steady. They're they're holding course. Well, yeah, they're holding course. The Brewers are going to be picked to win the NL Central by a bunch of people, and if they're not, they're going to be picked to win second. They've built up that reputation for themselves getting to the playoffs for the f- last five years. But I don't know, man. I I feel like they're like I, – and I don't know how good Freelick or Weimer are going to be, but they do have some up-and-coming talent. It's just that when those guys come up, the pitchers will probably not be with you, right? I don't think – Correct. I don't think anybody's rushing out to buy a Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff jersey. Not that it wouldn't be great for this year and next, but – after that, nobody nobody quite knows. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. It's just that it's and it's going to be a shame because to see I, you want to see all those young guys play with the pitchers that we have right now. So maybe you do rush them up this year and play. You know, they at some point in July they're all on the team. But uh, I don't know. I but mean, it's also it's not like it's the Fielder Hardy weeks. No. No hard situation. It's, it's we're definitely we're not wait, Braun, where we're waiting for those guys. Yeah, it's definitely not that. I'd say they're. I'd say they're just steady. Like, can they win the division? Of course, they're going to count on their pitching, obviously, to uh, to take them as far as they can go. I, I I don't think they're going to. I don't see this team winning more than 83, 84 games. But they so. can still get any in the playoffs. I guess. I mean, I, I, what, 2000, 
10 that got the Cardinals to win the World Series, 2011, whatever year that was. They won 80, 83 games. Well, I guess, I, I think, you know, if you're going to look long-term at the Brewers, because this, this outfield situation, you have Weimer and Freelich and, you know, these guys coming up. Mitchell already came up. But as we're waiting for those guys, you do have the stop gaps last year in Renfro. You know, you bring in Winker and Naquin. And, and these guys, these veteran outfielders are just stop gaps. If I'm looking at the Brewers, I'm thinking I got to thread a nice needle of, like, here are guys that are free agents, not this year, not next year, in 2025. If no one's extended. Woodruff's a free agent. Burns is a free agent. Adamus is a free agent. Lauer's a free agent. Rowdy's a free agent. Hauser's a free agent. Uh, your guy, Matt Bush, is a free agent. Yes. Okay, so I think what I think what the Brewers need to figure out is if they don't have a good first half, then you might like there there's gonna be need there might there might need to be a decision where we just go ahead with this team uh and then maybe trade guys next year or next uh, next trade deadline but they there's kind of like a two-year window here to be competitive with this group of guys because Woody Burns and Adamas if you lose those three you lose so much and even Rowdy and, and Lauer I could throw into that mix and I think Freddie Peralta is a club option coming up but They'll, they'll obviously keep him. Yeah. It's very cost-effective to them. But it's it's like, at some point, and this is what they tried to do with Hayter and failed, and this is what the Packers tried to do with Rodgers and failed. When do you trade a guy when he's going to get the best value, or what can you do for what can he do for you? Because Burns, if you trade him right now, tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Ten million bucks, one more year arbitration. If you trade him next year after an arb year, maybe he's up to fifteen not so much value because then it's only one year. And then if you don't trade them, then you just lose them and maybe get a compensatory pick for some high school shortstop. You're going to see in 2031. So they've got like, if it just, it depends on what the direction is going to be. And I haven't seen anything from the brewers where they've, you know, Matt Arnold, they haven't done anything crazy. They're just staying status quo in this 85, you say 83, maybe 87 window. And I think what they're going to have to do is, if they're competitive, yeah, let's play a little more. But Tim, if they're like, if they're like forty and fifty-five at the break or something, I, I'm going to be advocating to ship everybody out of here. Get what you can now. You're right. I mean, you're right. I, I don't see them being forty and thirty, uh, forty and 50, whatever you say. No, no, and I, you know, I don't want to be all like they're going to suck. And I don't, I don't know. This is the least spring training I've ever watched. I've, I've watched, I've watched some games. I've, you know, I've, I've peaked here and there, but I just, I, I went to a game, didn't even watch it. I can't put my finger on it. I just, you know, what's, what's the bullpen going to look like? That's kind of revamped. You still have, you know, uh, Devin Williams closing out games. Um, but who's going to be that, I guess, long inning guy when you need him or, you know, cause he's, you know, you know, counsel, he's got a short hook with these guys. So, yeah. They, they, it's, uh, I don't. I don't think they have a plan, a set plan yet to do, you know, five, six, seven, eight, or six, seventh, and eight, and then you go to Delvin Williams in the ninth, which I'm still not convinced on him. 
Oh yeah, what's his uh, salary situation? You could uh, potentially not, trade him too. I'm not even convinced with that. <laughs> it's it's can he be that dominant closer like he was in the eighth inning? Hey, he had a good inning the other night in the WBC. I know, I know. He, he what one and two thirds scoreless? I don't know. I was I was watching it, but I I saw him. So I don't know. It's it's. The first month will be big, but you know, council you know, games and games games in April, they don't mean much. Well, this year, this year I think you might be right. If, if they are forty and you know fifty or whatever at the break, maybe maybe a start. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. This is the Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, if we win anywhere. We are brought to you by happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART, 25% off on all your orders. They've got CBD, CBN gummies. Got enough THC in there for you to have a good time as well. I did... um, I was just like, I'm trying what? So far. Yeah, I, go ahead. Just, I know where this is going. Well, cause I took two of the THCOs. Yeah. Oh, today? No, the other night. I was going to say when you were on your little boys weekend, right? Well, yeah, we all took gummies there, yeah. but we all passed out before they hit us. Yes. You know, and that's what happened to me the other night is I took one. Then I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden it was like, I think I slept through the good times, but it helped me sleep. I know. And that's what I'm itching for. So this is Tim, this is a big problem for me. I cannot sleep. I'm like, I'm like Iron Man after the battle of New York. I got a lot to process here. He took a nuclear bomb to space after the aliens opened up a portal and fell almost to his imminent death. That sense of trauma is the same kind of trauma I'm feeling when on a Tuesday we were told WSSP was done 
And then I thought I'd get a job pretty quickly. And then uh, I got a rejection letter from Batteries Plus. And a month later, that same job is still on all the app location job emails I get. <laughs> so they didn't fill it. They just didn't want me. So I, I can't sleep either. So that's why, like, he goes and tinkers with all his Iron Man suits. Mm-hmm. I tinker down in my basement, you know, with Spotrack and my trading cards and podcast numbers and uh, and all this stuff. So there was a night this last week where I didn't have any lum, yum, yum, yummy, and I didn't take a gummy either, and I could not sleep. So I take the gummies to sleep, and they help me. So that's what I advocate for. I'm kind of like the Iron Man of this uh, town, aren't I? Yeah, you are. I can't really work anywhere, so I have to do something with my own name on it. Um, I've caused a lot of pain to a lot of people, and I think I'm the best thing that's ever walked the earth. Um, So you said something earlier. Okay. HappyPlaceHemp.com, promo code is Iron Man. No, it's Bart. Oh, yeah. Promo code's Bart. 25%. I am so... What I am into sports, I'm like four times into Marvel. I'm watching goddamn Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. That's great. Um, So you haven't watched much spring training. Oh, because I was watching Agent Carter. I I know. Are you excited for this? got Daredevil coming up. Are you excited for this coming up season? Are you... Like, yeah, I would, are, that's a good question. Getting, I would say uh, is baseball this, is the most out of sight, out of mind sport that there is to me. Like, I'm always thinking NFL. I know. I'm always thinking NBA. Baseball, I barely think about it until I know it's on that night. Oh, and it's on every night, practically. Yeah, so then, I mean, I get into it. And it was easy. It was easy to talk about, you know, at the station every morning. You need to be like, all right, let's start with Brewers and go from there. Well, I will be less like I'm less knowledgeable already. I can feel it than I would be if I was doing a four-hour show in Milwaukee every day. Mm -hmm. Because I, I mean, you mentioned Gus Varland, and I threw the name out of my top of my head. Thank God I saw uh, Kurt tweet about it right before I got on here. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, and our guy Grant Bills had a nice chat with him too when he was down there. Giannis Antetokounmpo Brewer City Connect basketball jersey night, the first weekend of the year. That's Saturday. Should we go? Giannis Jersey? Giannis Antetokounmpo Brewers City Connect basketball jersey. Yeah, don't you think they should do more with Giannis? I'm actually going to that game. I mean, he the, he owns a part of the team. The Brewers should be riding Giannis way more. Uh, Brewers long sleeve hooded shirt. April 29th, Saturday. Did these just come out or are you just No, I'm just I'm on April. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, I just and I saw the Giannis Antetokounmpo, so that obviously caught my eye. Then, you know, I look on this next Saturday. So it looks like Saturdays might be their big uh go-to with giveaways. Because that is 
interesting. The Saturday before is Christian Yelich Yelly Tumbler Night. Oh, Yelly Yeti. Yeah. I think that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what they do. It's good that they're trying to get promotions out there and better ticket deals. But all all that's gonna matter is if they win or not. I know. If they don't win, it's gonna be a disaster. If they start like especially if they start hot, all the shit we've talked about them for an offseason goes away if they start 10 and 4. Yeah, they need to start hot. Uh they got the Cubs, Mets, Cardinals, and then they go on a 10 11 game three city road trip. West Coast right off the bat. So they better start hot or else it could be a long long summer. Yeah. Arizona, like San Diego and Seattle. I, I probably, to go back to what I was saying too, is I'm not like saying the Brewers don't have a chance this year or next. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying with the way that baseball is structured, I mean, the time to, to, the time to win when you have Corbin Burns, Cy Young winner, Brandon Woodruff, I mean, who? how do you get a better number two than that? I, Willie Adamas. <laughs> The time to win is when you have those guys under team control, young, controllable talent, and that time's coming up. So I'm not rooting against them, please. I'm not uh, saying they don't have a chance. What I'm saying is that if things go haywire, I will be one of the first ones to try to abort the mission and, and trade. I will be one of the first ones on that train. Oh, I know. I know. Because I want, ultimately, to win a championship. And I know with the Brewers, you know, they're not a team that can do it every year. They they have to ramp up. And I, I get it. So even if they get into the playoffs and get hot, I if the Brewers are competitive, play the year out. I'm totally fine with that. If they're competitive, get in the dance, see what happens. Here's the thing. They are going to be competitive. Okay, because good. because of the additions with the new playoff system, I mean they they I hope they, they are. I don't want a shitty baseball team. They really have to be bad. To not but if they the are playoffs. bad, I'll be the first one to say trade. And I don't think they're going to be that bad. They could be. It could be like last year where yeah, you knew that they weren't going to beat the Dodgers, that they wouldn't beat the Mets, but they could make that last second to last playoff spot and go in a wild card game, and then hey. Anything can happen in October. So, I, I, I mean, it has to get really bad for what you're saying to happen. Yeah. And, and I, don't I, don't, I don't think that will happen with this pitching staff. Not I, just want to be clear, I just want to be clear to Brett and Tosa. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talking negative. I'm just I'm saying if, if things get bad. I, I, yeah. Then we got to move on. Uh, one more thing with you on the Brewers, Timmy. Council. Lame duck. I know. What's the deal? I don't know. I I, I was uh, I follow Brett and Tosa, and he, you know, he he's obviously a big big Brewer fan, and he was saying that he could retire and spend time with his family after this year, watch his son play. All I know is that everything I've seen about the Brewers when asked about counsel, uh, the front office has said 
we'll take care of it. They, they've they've said more in the direction of we want him here. Yeah. So then who's not putting the pen to paper? Maybe council. Yeah, maybe council. I mean, this council, did council even want to be a manager? He kind of just became the manager. Do you think he was like just thrown into that position? Or do you think he said, do you think he volunteered? Like, I'll take it. I don't know. That summer was so crazy. This first summer, I, I, I really covered the team like every day at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I was just not a fan of Ron Renneke. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a lot of people were down the end. I was just like, get this guy out of here. And then uh, and then council took over and it was a breath of fresh air. That'll be one of my biggest regrets. I never I never uh, I never earned council's respect. I was always the guy just showing up sweaty with a microphone, tripping over Sophia and Wagner and everybody else down there. Um, June 16th, golf night. <laughs> All right. Let me bitch about that. <laughs> I knew that would get you going. Well, what if we made like, because, you know, if we're going to talk about golf simulators. We're talking about Carl's place. Of course. Right? Yeah. You can have your, you don't have to go to a Brewer game, an hour and 50 minute baseball game to get the golf base. You can get one in your house. Do you know, yeah, get your tax return, have some money, put it aside, get a golf simulator. Do you know how much money, if you're a big golfer, is going to save you long-term to have that right in your house? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Everybody here, maybe you're like, oh, I don't golf. You know someone who golfs a lot, and you know someone who could use a simulator. Tell them to go to bartwinklershow.com, click on the Carl's Place link, and tell them to build your own simulator. Browse around a little bit. See what they've got. See what they've already got built for you. Okay? Because here's the thing, Tim. I don't mind that the Brewers have a golf simulator in the stadium. In fact, some might say it's a good idea. There's two things I don't like about it. One is that three of their players allegedly, probably, yes, definitely got hurt practicing in the golf simulator last year i'm on that theory and then two this page what's her name spranic sure this is a bobblehead to an audience of one so because page was at the opening of the x golf right Mm -hmm. why did she come to that what guarantees that like i know she's a big golfer whatever golf pro or whatever yeah but she probably came. She's like, I'm not coming to this. Like, oh, we'll give you a bobblehead night. Okay. <laughs> I swear to you, this is a bobblehead for an audience of one. Because who wants a page bobblehead? And don't tell me she's beautiful. Don't tell me she has. God, can, we, can I even. I mean, she's got features that guys find attractive on her chest. And if you like to look at Paige's pictures, that's fine. But this is a bobblehead. If you think a bobblehead is good scenery, you're fucked up, man. So who is 
Who's going to be tripping? Oh, I got to get the page bobblehead. Well, luckily, it's a theme night. So they have to. It was like, like a page centerfold. Okay, at least it's page. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't think there's anyone pervy enough to want a bobblehead. If you want to, if you love page, you love page on other medium. So who actually wants a page bobblehead? Nobody. It's to an audience of one. It might be the worst bobblehead ever created. It's a theme night promotion, so it's not given to like everybody. You have to you have to specifically buy that package to get those are even worse. Because you gotta go all the way to the fourth level. There's 900 people in line. Everybody somehow has 10 tickets to the theme night. (laughs) I went up to get that Elmo that one time. There's people walking away with 30 Elmos. Which I bitched at everybody. I said, all these people putting your Elmo Ebays on bobblehead. What a shame. Well, then guess what happened two weeks later to mine? My son broke it. So now I need one. So now I need an Elmo bobblehead. Brewers. Uh, oh, I can get one now down to 20 bucks. Okay, because last year they were up for like 50. Ah, oh, they're still pretty high. And I need the Cookie Monster one coming up too. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go to that game for you and get that cookie monster. Oh, I'd pay you because I can't make it that weekend. Uh, City Connect Flag Day. First thirty thousand. Get the get the grill. City Connect Grill flag. Hmm. So you know, there's a lot of weekends I cannot make, and I would like to lead into a special announcement. I say that I'm unemployed, right? But Yes. I've got some CBS shifts coming up. Oh. WrestleMania weekend. I'll be doing shifts during the day. Uh, April 1st and 2nd. Pretty much the WrestleMania preview show, right? I will. I will. I will most definitely. Um, that just means I can't get too cooked on Saturday night. <laughs> don't go, Don't be late like some of us. Yeah. Uh, what else? I got the Milwaukee Pro Soccer thing. You'll see me out around town a little bit this summer. And on an offshoot of that, I'd like to announce a new job I have. I will be doing the public address announcing for Forward Madison FC. Thought you were going to say Brewers, but hey, nonetheless. No. So if you ever go to a Forward Madison game, I'll be the one up in the sky saying, Go! Got to practice that. That's pretty good. Tim, I've been practicing that for 38 years. There you go. I'm ready to do it. So I there that's a bunch of weekends I'll be out in Madison. So that'll be fun. So yeah, look at me. Look at me busting my ass. See? Always working. Am Always I am working. am I? Am I? Yeah. I'm always uh, working. I mean, as I told you uh off air, my my wife's like <laughs> Questioning if we're, why we need to send the daycare if I'm just going to sit around and watch Marvel all day. But uh, David Williams bobblehead night, August fifth. Hmm. Maybe that will be him of punching a wall. <laughs> God, that sucked. It's not the reason why we didn't go on in the playoffs. Okay. August fifth, forward Madison is not home. All right, I'll be able to go. Hmm. How about that? 16 games I'll be driving out to Madison. The people want to know, Bart, 
Are you going to be doing post-game shows, live post-game shows like the Bucks for the Brewers? Not every night, but maybe one here, one there. Well, do you, do you know that yet or no? Um, the problem with that is I don't want to do it every night. Or once a week. But then I don't want to put out a podcast and say, like, sometimes it's funny, like, oh, we taped on Tuesday, you know? Yeah. But I still have, like, the scores. Like, I can tell you right now, Milwaukee Panthers season came to an end on Monday. They lost to the Charlotte 49ers in the CBI. Always the 49ers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Damn. So I can tell you that right now. But I don't know. I don't I don't know. I guess I just we'll just kind of see. Hey, my Badgers have a big game tonight. Oh yeah, in Oregon. In Oregon. At Eugene. And everyone's everyone's bitching about the court. Like the court good luck out at the court. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's the trees. Hey, how long is this Bucks court going to be injured for? I don't know. I was thinking that uh, on Sunday. I'm like, God, that court's not ready yet. They're See, so ready. like, I'm not going to do a Badger post game, but on Wednesday's pod, I'll tell you the score. I'll, I'll have it for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I won't. It depends I mean, if they're good or not. Luckily, you'll we'll have the Bucks to go till what? Hopefully, end of June. And also, what if I want to listen to my main man, Timmy? Well, yeah, we, you know. Should I just do a post game after Tim's post game? Recap of post-game. Tim's post game? Yes. The 2023 championship season. Yeah. I got to talk to Timmy. I talked to him a couple weeks ago. I'll talk to him again. I can usually only have one Tim in my life at a time, and right now that's been you. Thank you. Tim Shea in the membrane. Rowdy Telez Bobblehead, August 26th. I ain't going to that. <laughs> well, Tim, good to talk to you. Always, Bart. Let's do it again soon. Appreciate you jumping on. You bet. Tim Shea, ladies and gentlemen. T Shea 410. Unless you want to stay, I'm going to go like another. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to text him right now. Thank you for coming on, man. But we are going to ride the rest of the show without Tim. I got some voicemails to play. Let's hit these. I actually have two from Brick. Brick in West Dallas called Friday morning. And then he called again. So here's the first one from Brick. You can leave a voicemail on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART, again, on the Carl's Place voicemail line. And uh, I get to those. I I get to them when I have them, so call more. Here's Brick, part one. Good morning, Bort. Nine o'clock on uh, Friday. I was listening to the Catching Up on the Podcast. Hold on. Tim's back. What do you want? Bart. Sorry, but I have to come back real quick and tell you this. No, that's great. What? Uh, 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 Sunday, Saturday, September 16th. They already got William Contreras a bobblehead. 
That's probably a good idea. The new guy already one year, not even five months in, and you give him a bobblehead. What month is that? September. Yeah, so if they trade all these guys, he's gonna be the only one left. You couldn't give a Willie Adamas bobblehead or a Garrett Mitchell rookie season bobblehead? Yeah, Mitchell would be good. All right, sorry. I had to do that. Carry on. with Because he's a good-looking man, and I want a bobblehead of good-looking people. Jesus. That's what the Brewers do. Carry on with your voicemail. All right, thanks. Goodbye, Goodbye again. Uh, here's here's Brick. Um, I'm really glad you're definitely done with Aaron Rodgers and aren't going to talk about him anymore. And that lasted all of, like, eight hours. But uh, speaking of it, craziness, uh, Hot Take Jake is, I mean, sometimes I like to say, he's very entertaining. But to say that the March Madness tournament is the worst way to declare a champion is insane. Saying that the best team rarely wins. Uh, basically, there's almost always at least three number one or two seeds in the Final Four. And I think it's the most compelling sports saga in all of sports, outside of maybe the NFL, just because anytime there's a one-game one winner decision, it's just crazy intense. Or things like baseball and basketball, if you craft the bed one day, it's not a big deal because you got five or seven games to make it up. But I think, Jake, keep it up, man. Uh, Even though I think 95% of your takes are just, flying out of your you-know-where. Um, I love it. It's entertaining. It makes me think a little bit. So just a shout-out to Hot Take, Jake. Keep it up. It's entertaining. Um, better than some of the callers that used to call into the fan that would just ramble for 20 minutes and not say anything because they like to hear themselves talk. Not naming any names. Mike. Okay, sure. Okay, <laughs> see you later. Have the day that you deserve. All right, yeah. All right, so, so Brick's, Brick's making fun of callers, and then he calls in twice on the voicemail. Um, Brick, I won't play your other one. Yeah, yeah, maybe I will. Okay, hot take, Jake. This guy comes with takes and he's got convictions. You got to respect that. And there's something to be said about his college basketball take. You know, but that's what I, I think that's what we like about college basketball. I don't know if it's the best way to determine a champion. It'd be terrible if they did it for the NBA but I don't think anyone cares about college basketball enough that they really think the best team needs to win. They just want to gamble and fill out brackets in March. And it is very exciting. And college basketball, the Purdue Fairleigh Dickinson game got the best numbers on any of the Turner networks since they started broadcasting the tournament in 2011. And so, yeah, maybe it's, maybe, you know, Purdue would beat Fairleigh Dickinson in a seven game series, but that's not what we want to watch. We want to watch the upsets. But I, I understand what he's saying. I just I think that a lot of us, when it comes to college, would prefer to have the excitement of the bracket rather than like finding the best team. Because I don't think a lot of us care about who the best team is going to be. He mentioned Rodgers. Let me mention this. And again, I'm not talking about Rodgers from a personality standpoint anymore. I put my final YouTube video out on that. Got good reviews because I was in a cycle for once. So check that out if you need to. It was on my pod last week as well. But I do still want to talk about the trade. I want to talk about, you know, the pieces they could get for him, and I want to talk about the future. One guy who's been all over this, Pat McAfee is really – so I want to play this clip from McAfee on Monday. He was fighting with Packer fans all weekend. 
And he, cause he came out on Friday and was just shitting on Goot saying Goot is dumb. And maybe Brian Gutekinds is not the best general manager in the league, but when you're comparing him against Joe Douglas, who I think is a 20 and 46 record, the Jets GM, it just seems like, well, let me play Pat McAfee first. And then he rips on a group of people I'm actually going to defend, which I usually never do. It was trending. I'm like, bro, what, what the, the hell, hell am I trending for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I clip, oh, pow, bang, pow. And I was like, God damn, everybody seems to be. I thought we were friends. I, I thought I was. Hold on, I was a Packers fan. I, what do we? I feel like years. I feel like I provided a lot for Packers fan bases. I I sympathize with the Packers fans. I went through a lot with Packers fans, and I'm like, damn, this changes quick. And then I started reading all all the bloggers and reporters, and everybody always going to defend the, yeah, the team right. and the organization. So no they what. were kind of telling their people mm-hmm. who have these people have very loyal followings. Oh yeah, because they were all kind of getting their directive from bloggers reporters yes clearly and then coming and cooking me in their own creative which i will say fantastic I, i've dabbled with a couple different fan bases on the internet i've stepped into the ring shall we say mm-hmm. with a couple of the green bay packers fan bases were pretty ruthless they were a they were a pretty ruthless bunch i will say coming from all angles the way they were doing it but they were clearly getting their kind of messaging together is what it felt like and it was all these bloggers and reporters and those types of people. Why do they hate? What the fuck? It felt like they were—they were waiting to like. Oh, yeah. They felt like they were waiting to kill me. It's well, like, I think, oh, oh, I thought- all right. So, I don't. I didn't. I didn't barely know any of this was going on. This happened on Friday. I was at my dude's weekend. I wasn't that into like the Gudikins discourse over the weekend on Twitter. Okay, uh, I was more into annoying my friends and having them wonder if uh, they regret bringing me or not and uh, getting wasted at a townie bar and losing my ass on the machines. So that's what I was up to. McAfee might have a point in that he gets Aaron Rodgers every week. And so at some point, if your job is to cover the Packers and cover Aaron Rodgers, you're probably getting a little tired of, you have to listen to this interview every week. And it's like the best way to get Rodgers interaction you're a beat writer for the green bay packers or someone who covers the team and we all have to like wait to see what happens on this guy's show so there might be some envy there by by some uh i don't know but he he's he's saying that once goody call once he called goody dumb the packers bloggers and reporters sent out to their armies this will not be tolerated let's go get him well no i think it's a very like we can shit on our team. Who are you to shit on our team? This is our team. Okay. We get to crap on all these guys. We get to do that. We get to make fun of the sledding hill. We get to make fun of Mark Murphy. You don't get to do that. It's our, it's our family. That's, that's all it is to me. That's all this is a case of anything. It's like, we get to call Goody dumb. We get to say he doesn't have any third round picks. We get to make fun of his drafts. You can't. That's what I think it was. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, John and Franklin has a voicemail touching a bit on the Rogers discourse. I'm just going to join it about halfway through, John. Uh, here you go, John and Franklin. This is just a, just a 
believe the Packers are done with you. Okay? Don't want to see success for you. Don't want anything bad to happen to you. But I don't want to see you do better than the Packers do. Ultimately, I'm a Packers fan, and, and that's where my loyalties re- reside. Not the quarterback that was too good to get with his young receivers when he knew he wasn't going to be familiar with them. He knew there was going to be quite a learning curve unless he's so arrogant he just thought it was all just going to come together. Imagine the pressure. You know, we, nobody's talked about the pressure that was on Dobbs and, and uh, you know, the, all the young receivers with him. You get a chance to play with the Hall of Famer, and, and immediately it's live action. You're not playing with them until it's real games. That, that was just selfish, and it tells you where uh, – no matter how much money you pay the guy where his loyalties were, the Packers front office backed themselves into a corner, and finally they're going to get out of it. And we're all going to be better for it. And who knows, maybe we could do this a third time because we didn't lose, or we didn't learn our lesson the first time with Barb. I'm out. Okay, um, I just realized after every voicemail I say, okay, um, I'll work on that. That's a me thing. I did see the note that everybody was excited to see that Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs are going to join Jordan Love in California to work out to try to get their timing down. I like that. Um, no need to look back. I like it looking towards the future. So that's good. I think this leverage thing still comes up a lot because there are a lot of people who really want to argue that the Jets have all the leverage. And I think initially I thought that they had more leverage than the Packers, but because Rogers said he wanted to go there, but the Packers have the asset. And so the only thing that would put the leverage back in the hands of the Jets is if the Packers really want a number one pick this year, if they want 2023 picks. And I don't know how good they're going to be this year, so I don't know that they do. Maybe it doesn't matter to them if they have the 13 this year or whatever the Jets have next year, the 20, whatever. You know, assuming Rogers is not awful. And I think you have a lot in the media. I saw Rich Eisen say, Packers, just get the deal done. Greeny is a big fan of the Jets. Get the deal done. Boomer Esiason, uh, he was saying on Geo, uh, Boomer and Geo, a show that I adore. I think Greg Giannotti is one of the best in this business. I'm a big Boomer fan, too. And he was saying that, you know, maybe because there's no owner, it might get done quicker if there was an owner. And it might. It might. I'm not going to argue that point, but there's not. The Packers... Like, the Jets are the ones that need Rodgers. The Packers have the guy that they want to be quarterback in 2023 on their roster. And then they also have Aaron Rodgers. The Jets don't. So, I don't – I don't. the more that I look at this, yeah, the more I think that the Packers do have the leverage. Because they could just – what's Rodgers going to do? Is Rodgers going to show up to camp? If he shows up to camp, fine. If Rodgers shows up to camp when the Packers don't want him there, show up to camp and say, all right, Rodgers uh, – Let's do a quarterback competition. Let's do that. If, he, if he's there, what there'll be a distraction with the media and whatever, but he's going to play his ass off and so is Jordan Love. Is that the worst thing? Is it going to be awkward? Is, is it going to draw the team against each other? You know, there could be some of that. You probably don't want it. You probably don't want it. And at some point, a deal will get done. But I think a lot of Jets fans that are in the media just want this done because they're starting to second guess if they're going to get Aaron Rodgers or not. And now all these other quarterbacks have gone at the board. Their only other play outside of Rodgers is Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, you're going back with Zach Wilson. You don't even have Mike White to turn to. 
So you're going to see a lot. Just This is just a remember the source thing. And maybe remember the source of me. I'm a Packer fan, so I don't think they – I don't think they need to bow down to the Jets. But it does seem like there's a lot in the media on a national level that are trying to force this trade through. And I think Brian Gutekinds would be best to make the Jets sweat it out a little bit. And then let's say the Jets do get Lamar. Well, then what happens? Uh, Well, then you just give him to the Colts for a six-round pick or he retires. I don't know. Cross that bridge if it gets to it. The Packers have the quarterback they want in 2023 on the roster. The Jets don't. It's that simple at this point to me. Okay. Uh, A couple other things I wanted to mention. I just bookmarked a few things over the last few days. Uh, I did see this tweet. This is from somebody I follow but they're on private, so I won't, like, shame them for it. They had a tweet the other night. Bucks won't be advancing anywhere after the first round if they continue to play so inspiring against these lesser opponents. The last two games remind me of several games in the past where they just don't want to be out there. You can tell by the body language. Uh, This tweet was sent in, like, the first quarter against the Raptors, a game that the Bucks won so handily we barely discussed. There still is a tendency of Bucks fans to want us to think the worst is coming. Stop. We won the title. We're the best team in the league. You don't need to worry anymore. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't win at all. That will suck. But we'll find that out in May. Not on a March game against the Raptors. I think there's been a lot of interesting discussion about Brooke Lopez over the last couple of days. In terms of this guy's going to be a free agent. What do you give him? What will he take contract-wise? Contract-wise, this guy's playing better than Rudy Gobert, who was traded for a fortune. You don't don't think some team's going to say, I'll take Brooke at age 36, three for 85? Some team might. Well, this Bucks fans, and I hate to say it, but this is where you welcome the ownership of Jimmy Haslam to the fold. Because you've got decisions on what to do about Middleton, and you've got decisions on what to do about Lopez. And now you have someone who essentially bought their way in to try to win a title, and he's got a lot of money. And that was money that the Lazarus probably didn't have or wouldn't spend, and now you have a guy that will at least spend it. So we cannot like our owners. We cannot like who they are. We cannot like the business they run. But he's got money, and we'll see what happens. I think if they win another title and Brooke wants to go somewhere else, you know, more power to him. I, I'm not going to be mad if Brooke leaves and chases some money, but as we said yesterday, there, there's a, there's a contract you get in your life that, that gets you the money. Brooks made nearly 200 million in his life. I think if the bucks gave him a modest offer, he would stay. And, and I don't know how much longer he wants to play, but he's playing better than I've ever seen him in a bucks uniform. I mean, he's just completely in demand, in control. Remember that one game he had really good against the Hawks when Giannis got hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals? It's been a whole season of this. It has been a joy to watch. It's been an absolute blessing to watch Brooke Lopez. Here's another uh, call from Brick. This was a couple days ago, but he was talking about 
Giannis and the way that Giannis is officiated. Hey, Bart, it's Brick from West Dallas. I finally got around to watching the replay of the Bucks game from uh, the other night against Pacers. You know, it was yesterday, technically. Um, and I just think Giannis got into foul trouble. The calls are awful. Um, I think it's just some BS that the Suns coach the other night bitches and moans on, on in the press conference about how Giannis never gets called for fouls and da, 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 because they can't play defense on him. They can't get in front of him to stop him take a charge. They just throw their hip into him and hack the hell out of him because it used to work where you just hack the heck out of Giannis. He missed 12, 20 free throws a game, and you had a shot. Well, he's gotten better at his free throws. He's gotten better at his mid-range. You can't just hack him and throw five guys at him and just beat him up anymore. Um, so they're mad about that. And then, um, then ironically, the next game, the very next game, he gets into foul trouble early, and the officials are calling everything against the Bucks, and maybe 50% or less of that against the other team. I think, I don't want to say the word collusion, but it rhymes with collusion, and the word is collusion because it's some bullshit. That just, all, all that, all that's going to do now is every single coach, every single player, every single pundit is going to do nothing but bitch and moan about Giannis not getting, Giannis being too physical, Giannis not getting calls. So we're going to gun playoff time. We're going to see what happened with the Celtics series where you get, we get the Boston flop picks and they're just going to get Giannis in fall trouble early because all they'll do is flop and they'll get the calls because everyone bitches and moans because they can't handle defending a physical player because they're all soft as hell. I'm just super upset. I just watched it, and I'm fired up now. Uh, sorry for calling twice, twice in one day. Hopefully, I don't annoy the hell out of you yet. But um, we'll have to chat sometime about funny things my two-year-old daughter has said that are along the lines of cursing and making up words that sound like curses, even if they're not. All right. Take care, everybody. Love you. And they deserve. It's my new sign-off if you need to figure that out. Peace. Yeah, I remember the first time Brick said, have the day you deserve to me on the uh, air and I was like what the hell <laughs> but it's a decent sign off I mean have a good day if you're a good person have a bad day if you suck Giannis at the free throw line 69% so far throughout the month of March uh, there hasn't been an outing where like it's cost them a game his worst game was 5 for 10 at the line I guess 3 for 7 the other night but that was against the Pacers they lost by much more than that 14 to 24, maybe against the Suns could be better. But otherwise, the first three uh, games of the month, he was 8 to 10, 16 to 18, 11 to 15, 6 to 7. And, you know, when Giannis tries to go and practice some free throws after a game and some Philly guy wants to be a hero and puts a ladder in front of him, yeah, it's, that's, that's some BS. That's some BS. With the Celtics, I still think, you know, we're talking about this too. Can, can Philly beat the Bucs? I don't think in a seven-game series. The, the reason I think the Celtics could beat the Bucs is their guys, they, they, they have more like, it's not that they're deeper. They just have more guys that can get bullshit great for a series. Grant Williams and Al Horford. I saw, we saw it. Those guys can just have monster series against us. Like Van Vliet did that one year against us, you know? And then I'm worried about some of the, not, not the games are rigged or anything like that, but. It just it's always seems like it's shenanigans with the Celtics. Shenanigans you don't get against the other teams. So I'm not worried about the Bucs in a series against the Celtics. I think they match up good. I just think if the Bucs and the Celtics play a series and the Celtics win, we're going to look it back and say, 
there's gonna be like three or four things where we can say, well, that was bullshit and that shouldn't have happened and that was garbage. So not to be a dork, but the only thing that I worry about with the Celtics is, I guess, vibes. I do like this uh, tweet too. I retweeted this the other day from at Bucks in Philly. This was just out of the blue. He tweeted, I like Coach Bud. There, I said it. I like his weird faces. I like his monotone press conferences. I like the culture he's created for this team. And I especially like how he doesn't blame anyone or anything else for the team when they fail. I think that was a good tweet. We're always making fun of these people. It's nice to acknowledge and commend them for for what they do well. And Bud is steady as he goes. And maybe the team needs that sometimes. OmahaSteaks.com, 30% off. Uh, is not the promo. Take that out, Tim, and post $30 off. When you get the packages that they have built for you, go to omahasteaks.com, type in Bart at checkout, and you are all set. $30 off your order for the Omaha Steaks. Just uh, had the big shipment and sent back some of the – we made a huge sacrifice, okay? We get the apple tartlets. My mother-in-law was here for a weekend, and we sent them back with her. Cause she, we know she likes them. So she, we gave her the, the tartlets just going to be another reason to get another shipment from Omaha steaks. Those apple tartlets. Uh, it's a, it's a nice surprise. You get the beef, you get the Franks, you get the you know tenderloin, you know what you're getting, getting the meat, but then these tartlets they come up with, it's like, man, incredible. OmahaSteaks.com promo code is Bart. Thanks again to the guys. You've seen it. BartWinklerShow.com. That's the website. Check that out. New audio, new video is posted there. You can still use the same channels that you do, YouTube and Spotify and whatever. But if you want everything in one place, BartWinklerShow.com. I have promised to update it with more content. Uh, Since I unveiled the website, I have written zero articles for it. Uh, Maybe I turned it into a a, uh, Marvel review show or a WrestleMania preview picks I'll put on there. All right, so I've got two weeks to do that. Okay, good. Thanks to Tim, and uh, thanks to you guys, as always, leaving the voicemails. We are going to talk with Paul Limig and Toby on an episode of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm for our next show. And then I'll be live again Wednesday night after Bucks and Spurs. And we'll look forward to that. I'm Bar Winkler. Thanks so much for listening. Have the day you deserve. Stole it, Brick.